traveling through another dimension, a dimension not only of sight and sound, but of mind. That's a signpost up ahead. Your next stop, dark territory. I know she's not deaf or dumb or retarded or anything. Ordering in Wonderland, the Twilight Zone review. I was doing the sounds of Lamb's Dance. Would you suck me? Was she a great big fat lady? Give us two tickets. <laughs> For this. Yeah, that's, that's right. The Lady Anne. Oh, this is boring. They're buying tickets. <laughs> it's called Setup. Citizens, L.A.W., Toy Zone, 153, me, Phoenix West. Uh, me, Frank Link. 417, Ooh. Passage on, Lady Anne. Thoughts, Frank? Fuck it. Fuck it. Until next time, meantime, me, Phoenix West. Me, Frank Link. Citizens. All right, that was a good episode, right? Oh, man. We're getting really good at this and precise. Frank, we are killing it. Yeah. Uh, so what's next that week? A, the Bard? That was a rough one. Uh, uh, yeah, next week's The Bard. Okay, cool. Cause, I mean, I don't know if we can do as good of a job as we did on this episode, uh, the one we just recorded, because we went so into detail. The, the research we brought and just the, the insight we had, Frank, was beautiful. Dude, it, it uh, like, I don't, I mean, when Tom Elliott does get to this one, he's got no chance. No. We, we will, we will top him in at least one. It, it, and at least we'll, uh, you know, efficiency and just determination to, to finish an episode. And, you know, yeah. while, while we're, while we're talking about it after the show, let's just go, let's, uh, what were your thoughts on Passage on a Lady Anne for real? What do you think about it? Nobody's listening, so fuck it. I mean, I'm. I mean, honestly, dude, fucking. I knew this. 
I've never seen it. Literally, uh, like, before they stepped on the ship, I knew exactly what I was about to watch. I was about to watch them board a ship that a bunch of old fuckers were about to be on for their final voyage to go die with with a dying ship. And, uh, hey, they happy that they happen to like them. They fall back in love. I don't know where the hell she goes at one point. <laughs> she, she just ghosts for no reason. She, like, literally falls through the floor of the ship. <laughs> End up in them fucking mentions. I have no idea where she went either. Me neither, dude. Like, and then they float away, and 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 you know, you, you don't you don't get to see the ending. I re- I really wanted to see that fucker go down. Yeah, there, I have so many thoughts on like the how this episode flowed and how it actually took place. Because, like you, you're like, ah, yeah, that this is what's gonna happen. But I would say I was wrong. About almost almost everything. Because I, I assumed I, I saw this episode when I was like eleven or you know ten, eleven, maybe even younger. Not when I was real, real young. So, and I've seen it since then, but I, I didn't really remember exactly how this went along. But I assumed they were going to be ghosts already dead. That's why they're like, you can't be on this. So like we're on a trek that we're on like this, you know, the endless ghost voyage type of thing. Which wouldn't make any sense why that ship was selling tickets. So I'm glad it wasn't that because it wouldn't have made any fucking sense. But plus, it wouldn't have made any sense why there were so many widowed men and females <laughs> on it. Because why would the ghosts not have the ghosts of their loved ones with them? Yeah, well, that that happened way later in the episode, though. You know, way late into it. Yeah, I know, but it was, it was like pretty much like 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 every beat of it, I was like, "Yep, I'm right. Yep, I'm just even more right now. Yep, I'm right. Up. Oh, yep. Yep. Yep." And then Rod had to confirm how right I was. Yeah. Because not, not like they'd show it. <laughs> I wanted to see a little toy in a bathtub, and someone would go, and the ship could go, bloop, 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 bloop. <laughs> like, down to the bottom with that little uh, scuba diver guy in the bottom of a fish tank. <laughs> with a little chest that goes, yeah. It was so lame. I like this episode. Yes, it caught me off guard, but I actually like it. I mean, it was not great. It, it was sentimental. It kept my interest, which is amazing, considering every in the everyone in this episode except two people were in their late seventies. They were good actors. Yeah, British you as know, fuck. And, oh, extremely British, my boy. Uh, well, you come over. Let's uh, have some. Have a spot of tea. Yes. Have a spot of tea, my boy. the The main story of this episode is this couple. Who's been married for six years, but Rod says is are they newlyweds and they're honeymooners? That's what he says. Honeymooners. Honeymooners. And then he says years. these newlyweds of six years. He's I think he's making a joke. Yeah. Uh, but they don't get fucking along at all. They are miserable together. He is such an asshole to her. And uh, sweetie, call me. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah. yeah, like I got this one clip where you know she's basically telling him I'm gone. He goes awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing, I, sweetie. Call me. I'll fuck your chin for you. How about that? Oh, but by the way, this was me right in the beginning. Right? I just want to play this. Believe it. Uh, Frank here. Um, first time I've seen this, this ridiculous episode. Everyone's old. The way they're acting. This is a old couple goes to die. This is probably the most ridiculous. Yeah, there you go. That, I don't, that, I don't that, believe you. That well, I predicted it before the. <laughs> I never seen it, 
But yeah, like, what, what you were talking... Oh, yeah, I, I love this part. Looks like we're in time for the orgy. Shh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was looking at my phone. time for the orgy. I was looking at my phone, and I was, like, just about to look up to the screen, and I hear that. I go, what the fuck? That got through. And she's like, shut yeah. up, Alan. <laughs> I, I, I think... I don't think orgy meant what... I think orgy meant exactly what he was going for. He's just a lemon party. Yeah, just a just 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 a bukkake of the epic proportion of of the old of of a bukkake of of like the old kind. Yeah, yeah. Yep. It, it that this would be a disgusting orgy that would kill all involved. None of them. Heart, 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 dude. They'd all have a heart attack. That's why they're on the planet. That yeah, they go in the lady and they just keep fucking till they die on the on the ship they love. It's a <laughs> USS Cumbucket. <laughs> Should have the name of the ship. <laughs> lady Anal. The HMS Cum Dumpster. <laughs> Passage on the Lady Anal. <laughs> oh my god, that's hysterical. Uh, that would have been a far more fascinating episode. Maybe we should do that for the should I write this episode for uh Jordan? <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah. He needs your help. Maybe. We'll see. All right. I'll, I'll get a hold of him. See what he says. I don't know. At least throw the title out before I waste my time doing a spec script. And uh, see what he says. I don't know. Can't, can't be any worse than fucking Wonderkind. <laughs> God. Oh, Would you rather watch Wonderkind again or an actual 75-year-old orgy on a ship? It's a tough call, uh, right? Well, I... Funny you mention that. Um, no long I stories. The, I, no, I, I went to the fertility <laughs> clinic again last last Tuesday, and uh, I settled on old orgy porn. They have that? Is that at the ready? Or did you bring it? Oh, I bring my own shit. Dude. Okay. <laughs> the stuff they supply is like teenage, young teenage level shit. I'm at the point where if I looked at an 18-year-old girl naked, and you're like, uh, I'm like... No, I'll just disappoint myself. I don't want to fuck you. <laughs> I, I know I'm getting old when I when I go, oh, what does your parents think? <laughs> yeah, it's true. I, I mean, I just look at it as I'm like, oh, that would not satisfy her or me. But, you know, as long as they're above 30 and somebody is getting tied to something, you know, against their will and just getting forced... Frank, I think they call that a snuff film. No, they don't kill her. I mean, it, I mean, it cuts out right before the death. Oh, you got the you got to get the extended cut. Well, I'm not going on the on the deep web for my porn. I mean, once I have to go on the deep web for my porn, I have a problem. So, if you're listening to the Twilight Zone podcast and you're used to Tom Elliott, uh, welcome. <laughs> At this point, <laughs> this is the shit you get here. Uh, <laughs> And we're back. Yeah. So <laughs> tell Tom we said hi while you go back over there and you're scared and you badmouth all the rest of the Twilight Zone shows. Go back over there. You're probably more safe. Uh, for those <laughs> of you still involved, send us links for old porn. Old gangbang porn. Don't be late for the orgy. Yeah. Gr- uh, Grandma fucked my boyfriend, volume 43. Damn. I stopped watching at like 16 or 17. Oh, dude. Yeah, I mean, I I I think twenty is the best because twenty it, just... it got too commercial after twenty. You're probably right. That was like the pinnacle. After that, it just got too you know, yeah, 
It was the last one to win an award. Yeah, pardon the pun, but it went to their head, and it they just <laughs> it just got so commercial. They were selling out, and you know, pardon the pun, but they blew their wallet in their production budget there. <laughs> it just uh, oh, so uh, Twilight Zone. Um, okay, so I guess real quick, I'll I'll go through it real quick. Uh, let me say real quick six more times though. Well, hold on. I, being as though we mentioned it, I just want to... Is it about the couple? Alan Ransom, the successful financier, and I am your nagging wife who doesn't understand. Oh, what's the matter, Alan? Don't get nervous. You think they're going to catch on? I love her here. They'll be like everyone else. They'll think that we're a happily married couple just made oh, for... Oh, shut up. Just shut up. Oh, <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You can stop worrying, because when this tub finally gets there, you can relax, because I'm going to leave. That might be a good idea. <laughs> well, it is. It is a good idea. And then you'll have all your business deals to keep you warm, and you won't have any silly woman picking at you. And won't that be marvelous, huh? Listen to this. He's a drug dealer. Yes. <laughs> yes, it will be. Hardcore. Clear a place, Alan. <laughs> oh, it was oh, before that. Wait. Damn. Oh, wait, hardcore. Put her in her place, Alan. <laughs> yeah. Before that starts, I, I'm pretty sure he's a drug dealer because she's like, he's like, when we get down to London, I'll get this deal done and I'll, and I'll you know, take some time off. And she's like, ah, oh, you did say that before the last deal. And you keep making more and more deals. Keep us afloat, and I'm like, is this motherfucker a drug dealer? It just sounded like it. I mean, you know, drug dealers do say. I mean, once you got them hooked, they never stop coming back. Yeah, he's like selling all his business bros on Wall Street. <laughs> and I really do uh, genuinely like her in that scene right there, where she's like, "Oh yes, sir." And I was like, "That was so unexpected." <laughs> I loved it. I loved her in that scene. I thought it was. I thought that scene was awesome. I really did, and that was what kept my interest in the show. It was fun. Yeah, I mean, like it was. <laughs> he just got he. What what an asshole he was. I mean, they they couldn't have been like more just not in love with each other at all. This reminds know? me of my parents growing up. Just cold, no no emotion whatsoever. It's like, look, I'm stuck with you because we produced that over there. <laughs> and I'm like, you should you should get divorced. I'm sitting in the corner playing my toys. Like, oh no, you should guys should separate. No, my yeah, my mom just going like, "Do you even want this?" And my dad's just going, "Yeah, I guess." I don't know. And then her her yelling and him going, saying nothing, and her yelling some more and be like, "Why aren't you answer?" And it's like, "Oh yeah." My reminds me of my grandparents. My my grandmother used to yell and scream, and my grandfather would just be like, "Silent." Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he goes, "Help." She'll shut up eventually. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing, but uh, the whole ep- the whole you know rest of the episode is they they're bickering. Uh, oh, right when they get in the ship, to, and then Lady Anne, all the old people, all the British old people are like, "Why are you here? You guys should get the fuck off this this ship. Go ahead and get out. You're not welcome here. Go on, get." And then scat scat you yeah. They might as well start burning crosses outside their door. Like, that's how unwanted they were. 
Uh, but then they stay on there. They start. They seems like they're kind of getting along, and then eventually uh, they they start fighting. And then out of nowhere, uh, they, because they start talking to all the old people, they start to kind of realize, you know, they're all the old people are like dead, and, like their spouses are dead, and she's kind of just like, yeah, that that sucks. She's like all nothing else matters as long as you have love. The old old woman tells her. And this is honestly, this is like the only episode I can think of that's just like kind of just a love story, really. I, yeah, it did end that way. I mean, because they started, dude, they got down, you know, yeah. on that on that old Victorian beads, the bead uh, bed with the stairs. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Son. <laughs> it's really because if you remove the people on the boat, which. They don't even follow through with because literally what happens is they kick them off the boat, the, the young couple, and they put them in a little uh, you know, side boat thing, and they're like, bye-bye. And then they just drift the fuck away from the episode, and it takes Rod to go, they're all gone now. Bye. So they had nothing to do with the resolution because there is no resolution. They just fly away into the fog. And <laughs> uh, this is a love story. That's really all this is. And it, it's better told, and I was more fascinated in this than fucking Titanic. Don't you don't don't talk bad about Titanic. I have nothing against Titanic. Just a love story didn't work for me for Titanic. Oh no, I mean that's has nothing to do with it. Like for some reason I love me some Titanic. It's it's half a good movie. The love story shit doesn't work at all for me. And ironically it works here and the ship shit doesn't work here for me. So put these two together, you got you got an interesting little movie. Confusing sure movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I thought Billy Zane was really good in it. What happened to him? Uh, he got paid, and he was out. He went and became like a like a B movie actor after this. Well, he did do, um, you know, he. I mean, he 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 did do uh, what was what, what you know the Crypt Keeper. Yeah, I was just gonna say Tales from the Crypt. He was in a. Uh, it was great. Was he in Bordello of Blood? Yeah, that one. Because Dennis Miller's in the other one. No, no, he was in the... Because well, um, there was the first one, and then there was the second one. No, no, one. yeah, he's he's in... Billy Zane's in Demon Knight. Yeah, I was gonna say, he's in the first one, yeah. the good one. And then Dennis Miller's in Bordello of Blood. That's what it is. Yeah, and that one was really bad. And then uh, Corey Feldman's in one of them. That's all the I know. One. Bordello. No, the second one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he was in like literally the opening scene. I remember that. I thought I about like, doing. Oh, no. uh, I thought about doing Tales from the Crypt in this show just for fun. That sounds fun, actually. And there's, I don't, I don't know, like, have you looked on iTunes to see if there's many Tales from the Crypt by the podcast out there? Nah, I'm sure there is. I don't know. I don't care. What the fuck do I, I care, mean, Frank? No, I mean, I, you know, I mean, shit. There's a, there's plenty of Walking Dead podcasts out there. And even more Game of Thrones, which have I which I've done. So I mean, you know, my point being is like, uh, yeah, that sounds fun, dude. Because like, I mean, I used to watch them all the time, like when I was younger. You know, I oh, can't definitely. Remember, I can't remember any of them specifically. Honestly. I remember one specifically. Which one? It's where the guy uh, guy gets locked up because he did something. I don't remember the specific, like the nitty gritty of it, but I remember he gets locked in this building. This guy built like a big maze for him he locks him in there and he kind of like runs around and his only escape is like two th- walls of razor blades that are like a person's width apart 
And then all of a sudden he's like trying to go slowly through it. And he's cutting himself. And, all, and then he hears a dog get le- released. He's like, ah, ah, ah. He starts to go faster. And I think it cuts after that. And that's where it ends. So I was like, holy shit. It's fucking brutal. <laughs> yeah, he definitely got, he, he definitely died. Either lost yeah. or died. Yeah. But like, wouldn't the dog just tear itself apart trying to get to him? Yeah, but the dog wouldn't know that. And if the dog hit him, he would have fell into the razor blades. The dog wouldn't have known they were there until it was too late. To the guy would have died no matter what. He would got so fucked up. So yeah, it was just it was fun. I don't know. They were like really close together where he was cutting himself the whole way no matter what. Right. Yeah, right. It, was, it was fun. Real fun. It's <laughs> <laughs> good times. <laughs> uh, wholesome. Any, so 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 anywho, so yeah, so they. Um, so they're there, and then something happens where he thinks he loses her. So he goes nuts trying to find her, realizes, oh, no, I can't find her. I think I really do love her. And then when he does find her, his relief of finding her is is the the tipping point of their uh, you know marriage going from on the rocks to hot and heavy. Yeah, he finds her dick first. And, and he, he looks around the, the ship like, he bursts into someone's room going, did you find her? And they're like, who are you? Who? Should I find who? And he's like, my wife. And they're like, no. He's like, all right, keep looking. And then he leaves and the people are like, who but, the fuck? I, I, actually, most of the people he bursts into, they knew exactly yeah, what he would Except the, the captain at first is like, who? What? And he goes, my wife. She, he goes, oh, I haven't seen her. <laughs> it's like, okay. What the hell are you doing here anyway? You shouldn't be here. <laughs> no, he should have got shot as soon as he walked in that door. Captain with a twelve gauge just aimed at it. Yeah, and like and like you know, so the captain comes up after the after they do some really romping dancing. Um, you know, having a good time. You know, I mean, I'm sure he danced that that old bag of bones. You know, <laughs> got her wet for the first time in years. Um. And then it's like it's time, like for what? Uh, and just, they just will not answer. They walk the line the entire episode of going, like remember early on when they when they first uh, met that couple when they sat down and had tea. She's like, "Oh, we finally decided you're going to get to live." And they're like, "What?" Yeah. And it goes the commercial break comes back and she's like, "You you you get to live." And she's like, "What did he say?" The husband made up for it by passing it as a joke or like a metaphor. But they keep like walking that line of not telling them what's going on. And then even at the very end, they don't tell them. They just push them off into a boat and go, bye. Bye. The narrator will fill you in. Rod's here to help. Yeah. Don't worry. And even Rod's <laughs> like, These, this couple looked in the newspaper. The ship never made it to England. Would you like me to? Yeah. Great. Awesome. I'd be happy to. The Lady Anne never reached port. After they were picked up by a cutter a few hours later, as Captain Prothero had promised, the Ransom searched the newspapers for news, but there wasn't any news. The Lady Anne, with all her crew and all her passengers, vanished without a trace. But the Ransoms knew what had happened. They knew that the ship had sailed off to a better port, a place called the Twilight Zone. Spooky, spooky. Off, off to Davy Jones' locker with you. Final thoughts, and then we'll briefly touch on the previous episode. Um, Final it, thoughts is it was sentimental. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I, I, was, I think we're going to say the same thing. Sentimental. 
it's not there's not much to talk about, which is why we're 23 minutes in, we're done. Like there's just not much going on. It's fine. The actors all do a really good job. I liked everybody involved. I like the there's some cool shots in this. I like the sets. I don't know if they're actually on a boat, but it looked like it. I really don't think they were, but it really did look, feel like it. I mean, I've been on a boat before, and I was convinced. Yeah, it, it looked solid, for, especially for a TV show. Like, um, I, I, the story's sweet. I like the actors. I like the actress a lot. She was really good. I want to fuck her chin. <laughs> um, I just really have nothing else to say. It was just I. I felt like I kept waiting for the grand reveal of the twist, but there just wasn't a twist. And it just like whimpers out, and Raya goes, "By the way, they're all dead." Yeah, they, they never made it. You know, oh, they're they're heading north where all the icebergs are. Pretty much. You know, he was like, "The sun's over here, but it should be over there because we should go going that way." But yeah. we're going this way the fuck it's like yeah they're, they're heading north where all the ice is so the, they get left in the middle of the atlantic the north atlantic by the sound of it <laughs> and then who knows but, if he made but, it to england to do his business 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 who knows i mean e- even though there's so much fog and the weather is horrible the you know the water is nice and just calm as shit and and looked really shallow too Looks Very, super like, shallow. Like the waves were kicking up pretty, pretty aggressive in that little, yeah, like little area. Instead of moving past them, <laughs> yeah, it just kept on going next would, to them. It would like go they across and then come back. Yeah, they were sitting still. The whole, <laughs> it was so obvious they were sitting still the whole time. It's yeah. like, it's like, how about move the camera a little bit to give it like an illusion that the water is passing by you? <laughs> but other than that, it was convincing. Yeah. It, it's a sweet episode. What else are you going to say? I don't know what else to... Yeah, I mean, I don't talk... I, there's not much shit to talk about it. I mean, and there's not much great stuff to say either. I mean, it's just middle of the run for fourth season. It was good. I'll give it that. Yeah. It is passable as an episode. It's yeah. not going to make anybody's top five list about... No matter how specific you get. Even if I say top five boat episodes, I'm probably not going to think of this one. No. But... It, it was serviceable. I just it really came down to the acting and uh, location, which was interesting because it was entirely set in a ship and wasn't about World War Two or anything, which is unique. Yeah, like any minute, I was waiting for the torpedo to yeah. run into it. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's the only one I could think of that was on a ship, not about a World War. Yeah, <laughs> like, but it, but it was the '60s, so it's like there's no reason why. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I mean, unless you know the U.S. targeted it for. Because they went to war with England for some reason. I don't remember that happening. <laughs> <laughs> or 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 it was the Cubans, maybe. I don't know. Well, the Lady Anne had her had her own little uh own little war. I, I, I wonder if passage on the Lady Anne I, I wonder if you look Lady Anne into history, if that's relevant, because I wonder why they picked that name. I don't know. I can I find know. out here. If you want to start we're done with uh, that episode. You missed the last episode. Um, uh, yeah, Thursday, it, we leave for home. What do you want to say about it? I just want to say that I, you know, there was a lot of meat to it. It was it was cult as shit. The bite model was all over the place. Um, you know, and then when the when the ship to come to save them, you know, the captain of that ship wanted to take control of everybody, but 
you know, the main guy wasn't having it, and then they start clashing. I, I did like the dynamic between those two. I seen from I seen the perspective from both sides. I understood it. Even the captain stepped back, and he's like, he's like, all right, look, they're your guys until it's time for us to go. All right, so fine. And he even gave him that much respect, you know. And then at the end, you know, it, it was one of those. Fine, no, I'm gonna. You know, this is this is where this is where I grew up. I'm staying. Oh no, come back! <laughs> I mean, I seen that kind of happening, but uh, and then he's and then he goes mad way too quickly and starts talking to JoJo while he can see JoJo go flying away. I mean, he, Rod could have left that hang a little bit longer, <laughs> but for the most part, I thought it was a really decent episode as far as season four goes. I would venture to put it in a top maybe 20 of the series honestly yeah um i just did some research for you which i'll reveal in a moment here um i completely agree it was a i love that episode i really did i expected to be like so bored with it and i thought it was gonna go so many different ways i mean i talked about it solo last last uh, last episode but I thought it was good. They do a good job of setting it up where you think it's going to be. Uh, what's this? What's the main character's name in that episode? I already forgot. Uh, uh, Ca- Captain Geary. Uh, some. Anyway, it doesn't matter. You think him and that one guy who aren't getting along in the beginning. You think that's where it's going to go because of like little people or. Uh, yeah. I shot an arrow into the air, like one of those episodes where they're just not getting along, and that's the whole episode. Or uh, uh, Rip Rip Van Winkle caper. Oh, I'm so proud of you. Yay. Um, so you think it's going to be one of those where it's just people not getting along who are on a mission. Uh, and I mentioned also that apparently, you know, NASA or pre-NASA just loves to hire like two people who really know what they're doing and then one psychopath just to throw in a wild card. <laughs> like, see what happens up there, guys. One guy with a fucking severe God complex. Good luck up there. Yeah, every, every, yeah, every once in a while, the interns take over because the main guy had it caught in sick, and that's when the psycho pick got through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, it, but it's not about that. It ends up being just a really, really simplistic story about one guy's unwillingness and just to let go of being in control and being a savior to his people. And that's it. And everything else is just kind of like a framework or like a built or that's a framework for everything else around it, like spaceships and, you know, on an asteroid and all that, which you could throw away. And just a really simple story of I led these people. I kept them alive for so long and now I'm not needed at all. And that's it. That's the whole story. Even and it's, though the great, I just want to say that even though the graveyard was pretty goddamn, fucking, you know, people hanging themselves and shit. Yeah, he's doing a great job as they're hanging themselves. Oh, you'll hear my my thoughts on his the blemishes in his record for that. <laughs> I mean, how many deaths in that fucking graveyard was directly because of him? <laughs> it was right after his little speech, his little uh, Jim Jones speech, like the ship is coming, the ship is coming, <laughs> and then, like, yeah. Yeah, like she hangs herself dude, in the backyard. That hits every bite of the bite model that. <laughs> Bite has <laughs> it does, and if you want to, if you're curious what we're talking about with the bite model, go back and listen to earlier in the season, uh, in the shadow. What's it called? Fuck. That was that. That was this um, season. I just watched it. Uh, Valley of the Shadow. Yeah, Valley of the Shadow, episode four hundred three of Twilight Zone. Go listen to that. That's where we talked about that, right? 
Because he goes to the town, so. and then they have the gun, and they make the gun, they make the ham sandwich, <laughs> all that bullshit. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, brother. It's so funny. But, yeah, it really is uh, not, not Valley of Shadow, but uh, Thursday We Leave for Home, fucking solid episode. It stars Brooks from Shawshank Redemption, my favorite movie. That was him, right? Yeah. Okay. And the guy's All only right. 41, 42 in this episode, and he looks like he's like, he is bow-legged. He looks like he's 60. I th- isn't he like 34? Isn't he supposed to be like 34 in this episode? <laughs> he's supposed to be 45. He's been there uh, for 30 years. He was 15 when they arrived, right? 15 or something. Yeah, so I said. You're right. Okay. So 45. I thought he might have been like three or four, but okay. No, he said he was 15, so he remembers Earth. He wouldn't remember Earth as a three or four-year-old. Oh, Jojo, green. There's green, <laughs> gray. There's colors, Jojo. Little Fucking Jojo. Jojo. I, I Only child I, I, here. I have no idea why all the people who have been together for so long have all different accents. I don't get that. I don't know why we're all white and Jojo's a little Mexican baby, but... Well, I mean, there's Mexican women. There were was, there? Yeah, yeah. All right, I didn't see him. There was a, there was a few Jewish. There was a I few, hate to say it. I mean, Jojo. I'm sneaking off eating that some bitch. That kid looked tasty. I I mean I honestly think him and JoJo had something going on. I don't know. I mean it's not it's I mean it's not pedophilia if you're on an asteroid. Uh, that's what they say. It's only pedophilia if there's laws. I don't see any fucking Congress yeah. or any sort and of he, uh, jurisprudence on this this asteroid. And he is the one that makes the laws, right? Goddamn right. The guy that makes the laws is the guy that. Can, Which you know. is also on the bite scale, I believe. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, that's a big one. <laughs> that's, that's a, that's a, a big, big one. I think that's a a part a point in each category. I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That. I mean, that hits home every single letter. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> but get, go listen to that episode because it, it's it's fun. We break it down pretty pretty. Uh, we go by the numbers. We don't know if we ever totaled it up, but we it's a, it's a cult in Valley of the Shadow. Clearly. Oh, definitely. It's, definitely. It, it's, it, it you know each one hits thirty one points, definitely. There's a couple of them where I was trying to be fair and I was like, yeah, technically, but yeah, they're a cult. In the end, they're a cult. Plus, it was directed by Buzz Kulik, which is a really yeah. great director. You yeah, know. he directs a lot of other good ones. Yep, yep. Uh, this one's Lamont Johnson, who does a good job. It's a good directing job, good acting job, and a good writing job. Yeah, it's Charles Beaumont. You know, mm-hmm. quote unquote, Charles Beaumont. Who knows how much of this he actually wrote? Uh, yeah, I mean, sometimes he would phone it in. Sometimes he'd buy it. Sometimes he'd just, yeah, I got one ready for you. Shit, I got to write something. Well, <laughs> at this no, at this point, he was dying. Like, he was on his way out. Oh, shit, yeah. Like, his brain was going out. Like, it's, it's you're looking at his backstory, just fucking sad as shit. But, uh... Yeah. He was, like, he was ghost... He was kind of ghost writing, really. He was, he was saying it was him, but he was... Trying, which is a good thing to do. He like gets young people to he buys their scripts and say, "I'm putting my name on this, but you're gonna get money. I'm, you're gonna get partial credit, you know, through the company." Yada yada yada. Uh, but at this time, he was he was kind of slipping away, which is unfortunate. But I oh, like yeah. this episode. I do. It doesn't feel like a Charles Beaumont script, which is why I think he probably bought the main script, main story from someone else. <clears throat> That's true. Or it's one, yeah, that's true. Because, I mean, it feels like a Twilight Zone episode, but it doesn't feel like a Beaumont episode. No, that's not at sure. all. So maybe, yeah, he bought it from someone else that was going for Twilight Zone. Yeah, who knows? 
I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's a, a much deeper. Well, what is a? It, I'm curious what a. I mean, we'll talk about it later. But what did Beaumont or not Beaumont? Uh, Zickery say about it in his the book? I mean, it's gonna take you a while to look it up, but. Yeah, it was, I, uh, on Thursday we leave for him, right? No, passage on Lady Anne. Oh, oh, we're back to that. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That really doesn't feel like a Beaumont script. Oh, okay, yeah, no, no. No, Thursday we leave for home is completely surling. Oh, uh, yeah, that's what I thought. Definitely. Okay. You could tell by the speeches and the... <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> how grandiose everyone is. My mind was still... That you're you're good. Forward. I don't blame okay. you. Okay, so, Passage Lady Anne. Um, uh, uh, I was going... You know, I, I, I tried to watch um, the uh, Blu-ray with, with Zickery's commentary on this one, but I, I wasn't able to watch I've been it doing that all night. week. I just wasn't able to watch it last uh, um, because I didn't know I was going to a doctor's office at five with my wife, cause, but she's been really sick. So, You know what the funny thing is, is the commentaries is that the only reason I know the Valley of the Shadow title is because that's where I left off. That's the commentary I'm on right now. So I get to hear about the, what Zickery thought about the ham sandwich. <laughs> and what did you think? I don't know. I, I have a, I'm like oh, 10 minutes in. Gotcha. Okay, um, so after, you know, normally Zickery puts his two cents in after Rod's outro in the book. So, uh, Passage on Lady Anne was based on Charles Beaumont's short story for Song for a Lady. There you go. Originally included in his collection Night Ride and Other Journeys. So, there you go. Uh, it's something that he originally wrote uh, a oh, while back. while back, okay. That makes more sense. It was before. It just doesn't feel like he... He created he the story. Maybe it's probably like a way different by the time it came out. I feel like it's just not enough uh, in it for a Beaumont script. Yeah, I mean it. It was it was based on a short story. So, so I mean, I think Rod took a bit some liberties from it. I think. Yeah, probably. and I will say a lot of know. Beaumont's like later scripts are really kind of. If you really pay attention to his later ones, like in season four and five. He become he, they're all about people and how would they he wishes they were because he's like starting to lose it at that point and he wants people to set their lives right and he doesn't seem like he's torturing people for the hell of it he's like I want these people to figure it out and have a good life because he's almost well, like vicariously think- putting his thoughts into these characters and it's kind of that's like the saddest fucking thing it's it really is if he would have lived he would oh my god the career that guy would have had. Yeah, tell about it. Man. He died yeah, at like thirty nine. Yeah, that's so young, dude. I mean, it's like two years away from us. You believe that? Well, four for me. <laughs> well, three for me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, oh, almost three, I think. Thirty eight. He died at thirty eight. Oh shit! I'm gonna be thirty seven in a month. I yeah. think. Or am I already thirty seven? I don't I'll, remember. I'll be thirty six in f- middle of the year. So I yeah I'm 36 right now. But okay, because you're or you're. It's crazy you know. how how much he did. And it's that's just a short time, and like if he would have kept going, good God. Tell me about it. Dude. He, he really is like my second favorite Twilight writer. I love yeah, Matheson, that, but I, Matheson I and Beaumont, I think are the two just gems. That's a tough. Yeah. That's a tough one. We yeah. all know who the bottom one is. <laughs> <Hammy? sighs> yeah, old, old Earl Hamner Jr. And then right, oh. uh, the, thir- the fourth writer would be, uh, what's the other guy's name? You got uh, Matheson, you got Beaumont, Beaumont. and J- uh, J- Jameson? No, Jameson? no, no, no. no it's, um, Why, what the fuck is my mind blanking? 
I'm blanking out too. Um, I'm trying to read. Uh, I'll read this. Maybe it'll come to you. Earl Hamner. Um, no, that's the bottom one. Uh, and then we got. Uh, go ahead. If you got okay, it. So yeah. Um, so basically, uh, the family to Europe at night. No, anyway, uh, the major pleasure in Passage of Lady Anne stems from a marvelous supporting cast of elderly British Empire actors, including Wilfred Hyde White, uh, a bunch of other people I, you wouldn't know, neither do I. Old school, all <coughs> full of charm and polish. <coughs> they lend the episode dignity and grace. There is the feeling that these characters have a long history, which, in fact, they did. It was a joy to reunite with these great old characters and character actors, says director Lamont Johnson. Uh, that was the chief attraction to do it. I loved hearing their antidotes. Wilfred Hyde White and Glade, Gladys Cooper would sit around and gossip maliciously with enormous relish about people alive and dead. And some particularly scandalous thing that was happening currently in England or in British colonies would send them into an absolute flushes of youth. Their eyes would glow and their skin would take on a rudy tone. They would just come alive with gossip. And that's that. There you so go. Ba yeah, basically it was just a, a reason to get a bunch of old British actors together for one last time, one last hurrah. And uh, yeah, because you could tell none of them were faking that accent. That was, that was true Brit. Because they were, you, you could tell they were yeah, trying. Definitely, and, and I agree. It was a lot of good supporting cast members, and everyone's great. It's an actor. Like you know, most of the episodes, especially if Rod writes it, it's a writer show. Uh, it's like the the, the, the actors kind of have to say this stuff that people wouldn't normally say at all. But no. this episode is like it's dialogue. Charles Beaumont is really good at dialogue. Uh, George Clayton Johnson's who we're thinking about, by the way. There we go. Thank he, you. He's yep. so much better than Earl Hammer Jr. <laughs> oh, Earl Hammy doesn't even stand no. on the same level as him. Yeah. But I was looking at my other two favorite episodes this season, which are uh, The New Exhibit and Printer's Devil, and they're both written by Beaumont. So yep. there you go. That tells you a lot about Beaumont. Mm -hmm. um, any other thoughts on either one of these episodes? Because apparently we're doing a twofer. <laughs> no, I think I said everything I needed to say about both. Yeah, I think I did too. Um, you want to give him a, a score? I, I gave the other one in my my uh, episode for it. I gave I gave on Thursday with you for home an eight. I could bump that up to a nine, honestly, and not feel a thing about it. You know what? Nine. I really I, do like that episode. It's fucking solid. Yeah, I mean, you know what? I'll, nine. Uh, I mean, I'll give it an eight point uh, eight nine 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 eight. So t so nine, cool. So yep. <laughs> it's got an 8.4 on IMDb, which is good. Good, good. This episode has a 7.5. I gave it a 7. Because that's solid. Yeah. I want, I'm trying to be fair. It's a, a 7's a really good score for me. 9 is like crazy good. Because I really do like the last episode, on Thursday with you for home. Solid fucking episode. This one's yeah, I mean, good, passable, had things more than... A 5 is where I don't like it. A 6 is where I like it, but doesn't do much for me. That's how my, rate, my, my ratings are. And a 7's uh -huh. like, I liked it. And there's here's why, like that sort of thing. For this one, it's going to be the acting, the the tone. They do a really good job. The tone of the of the the whole episode, it flows. It doesn't drag at any point. It it flew by. Yeah, actually, it, I, it really did. It compared the next episode. Holy shit, this one flew by. 
goddamn. What's next he week, did. Frank? Can Rod tell us? He didn't even feel like it. <laughs> <laughs> Not even joking. There isn't one. You're right. There wasn't. You know what there was, though, that caught me off guard? And I, and I also caught it in IMDb trivia, but I really did catch it in the moment. I was watching this, and I was like, he went to the credits, and it was like, I'm like, are there scrolling credits? There was scrolling credits instead of title card, title card, title card. You know, that's what every single other episode goes. Just one at a time, you know? This yeah, one had yeah. scrolling credits. Well, there were so many. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck is... And then I read IMDb, I'm like, oh, that makes sense. But it caught me off guard, which is alarming. That's how much I watched the show where I, that caught me off guard. The entire fucking budget for actors went to this one episode. That's fine. Yeah. It, it, Money well spent. Because this, honestly, this episode had every right to be terrible. Look at, look at the story. Look at the age of the actors involved. Look how little there's happening. This had every right to be fucking terrible. So I really want to thank it for not being. Because it kept my yeah. interest, which is way more than it should have, honestly. Even him running around the ship looking for it didn't last long. No, it was quick. And then yeah. he, he, she just shows up. <laughs> She's like, she was apparently and wherever uh, little girl lost went. Just yeah, in the f- I mean, and 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 from her being like just totally distraught to her just wanting for that dick. I don't know what happened in between him chasing around, but she was ready to go. Yeah, I don't know what's going on in that dimension inside that little girl's door or the her wall behind her bed, but. He, he came back horny, just like that little girl did, and that dog. Well, I mean, it, they do say that women do hit their peak in their 50s. Age six? Oh, 50s. Yeah. Whatever. Sorry. Oh, whatever. I thought, thought you were saying six. Age six. Little girl lost. <laughs> um, I, I just didn't know where you're going there. I got excited, but now I'm not. So, oh, uh, any other clips to play, like outro or next week? You said you didn't do anything, but is there anything else? Do we need to play anything else? Or are we good? No, we're good, man. Fuck it, right? Yeah. Let's uh Um let's, LA let's, let's, Yeah. LAW YouTube.com slash Loiting Wonderland. And I'll have to look it up while you're doing your plugs, but I'll look up Raiders of the Lost Flicks links. Right on. Not not um, you. Okay. Uh <laughs> yeah, well, while I'm doing my plugs. Yeah, right. Uh yeah, um yeah. Uh L I yeah, L I W the T Z review on Twitter. Um, go to reddragonsradio.com um, and you know uh, pretty much wherever podcasts are played we're there LIW the Twilight Review check us out alright and I have a Raiders of the Lost Flicks dot com and YouTube dot com slash Raiders of the Lost Flicks which is I should remember that right that's the same as mine the name of the show dot com the name of the show <laughs> YouTube dot com slash name of the show okay I don't have to look that up again they made it very easy for people. They just did. Like, just like we did, like, you know, the Indie Sports Car Podcast. You know what the website is? TheIndieSportsCarPodcast.com. <laughs> so. You know these shows on LAWstudios.com. Yep. Until next time. In the meantime, for The Bard, I'm Phoenix West. Me, Frank Links. We'll be back at the, for thine episode about thine bard. Ah. Uh. Bye. Bow on this bitch. Bye, Frank. See you, Phoenix. Insert gunshot noise right now. <laughs> <laughs>